Hello and welcome to Air 204, the podcast where we discuss theology from a reformed perspective and generally nerdy things where there's no content that you won't love. I'm Luke Denner, flying solo today because Mark Fermi just had his first child, so congratulations to Mark and Lindsay on a beautiful baby girl. Excited for you guys, excited to see where God takes you through this next step of, of life and really praying for wisdom and, and just that you would raise this daughter up as one who would fear the Lord knowing that that's going to be your guys' goal. So it's awesome. Um, but again, due to that, I will be flying solo this week. So like the one that Mark did when he covered for me when I was on vacation a while back, this is probably going to be a bit shorter. Probably won't go the full hour. I realize it's a little bit late coming out. I apologize to you guys for that. I thank you for the patience of our listeners and bearing with sometimes rough scheduling. I'm trying to get better at being consistent with that, but haven't been the best at it. So again, I apologize and appreciate your patience. So I went ahead and just asked you guys what you wanted to hear me talk about this week, because Mark and I had topics lined up, but they were topics that we both wanted to be able to talk about and discuss, and honestly, a lot of the topics that you guys threw out were good ones that we've also been wanting to, to talk about and discuss, and so at the end of the day, Mark and I talked a little bit about it, what I should fly solo on, and uh, thought that Sabbatarianism, which was one that was brought up, would be a good place to land, because he and I pretty much line up with our views there and thought it'd be one we could, that, that I could talk about and give a pretty fair estimation of where we both stand on it and, and not do a disservice to Mark by not giving him a chance to talk. And so that's what we're talking about today in the same format as, as Mark's. I'm not going to be discussing a nerdy topic, although you do have to put up with my just general random insanity. So have fun with that. It, it will be different. Hopefully it won't be too preachy. That's, that's not my goal. We'll see how it comes across, but it's it's definitely going to be different because I'm used to the format of being able to play off Mark and have discussion with Mark and, and have that banter, and so we'll see how this goes by myself. Huge props to guys like Al Mohler and James White, who do it solo all the time. Like That's, that's impressive. So, with that said, I guess I could still go ahead and do recommendations, a book and a, a media, so I'll go ahead and do that. So my book recommendation is going to be I know I mentioned the New Throne book by Timothy Zahn on our last one. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and actually throw out more Timothy Zahn books, and that's going to be the Thrawn trilogy. So he, he wrote an older trilogy quite a while back that, because of wonderful, lovely Disney and all the crap that came with that, got put in the Legends category of Star Wars. And so he is now writing a new Thrawn trilogy that's consistent with the new the new canon. And it's probably the only thing from the new canon you'll ever hear me recommend. But I like his new Thrawn one, like I mentioned last time. The old ones are really, really good too. And it's it's really cool to see the interactions between Thrawn and that new budding Republic coming out of... coming out of um, Return of the Jedi. And so, recommend just that whole trilogy, all three books. And then, for my media recommendation, I'm going to go ahead and just have a fun, goofy recommendation and recommend Despicable Me 3. So my wife and I watched that last Saturday, and it's, it's impressive watching Steve Carell do his voice acting stuff. He is a very impressive voice actor, and it's, it's got some good laughs. It's not as good as the first two. If you're not a person who likes watching goofy, silly kids' movies, then it's probably not for you. But like one of my favorite movies of all time is Megmind, so it fits right up my alley. I, I, I enjoyed it. 
So those are going to be my recommendations. And then I guess we'll go ahead and get into the topic. Boy, this is a different without having Mark around. I usually have him to bounce off. I actually thought about originally doing an episode where I just took sound bites of Mark and made him saying all sorts of heretical things and had you guys pray for him. But that was way too much work, so I decided not to do that. Plus, I figured he may not appreciate that a whole lot. And this is also the first time he's hearing about it if he actually listens to this episode. So, with that said, let's go ahead and get into Sabbatarianism. So what is what does it mean to be Sabbatarian? Uh, the, the confessionally reformed stance, the, uh, the official reformed stance, I would say, would be that the Sabbath is set apart for worship of God regulated to singing, meditation, prayer, reading scripture, and and so it's it's restricted in that way. And I'm I'm not saying that's a wrong stance or a bad stance or wrong understanding. Mark and I fall a little softer on it. And I think that's because of what, what Christ has to say on the topic. But I think it's important that we stop and actually take a look at the scripture this is pulled out of and then look at it as Christ interpreted it and as it's interpreted through scripture, what scripture interpret scripture for us and see this in, in its proper context. And so the Sabbatarians would, would look back to the Ten Commandments and they would look back to Exodus 20, verses 8 through 11, where it says, Remember the Sabbath day, keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. For the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it you shall not do any work, you, nor your son, nor your daughter, nor your manservant, nor your maidservant, nor your cattle, nor the stranger that is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day, where the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. And so we we find here that six days were to labor, one day is to be holy. Honor, honor the Sabbath day and keep it holy. And so I think it's important that we define holiness there as set apart. This This one day of the week is supposed to be set apart from the rest of the week. And so there are arguments that Christ is our Sabbath rest. And I agree with that. Christ is our, our Sabbath rest. Every day we are supposed to be holy and set apart. And yet we still see instituted in creation, pre-fall, we see God instituting this, this Sabbath rest. And so this is not a, a correction to sin. This is not a, a corrective commandment, but it's an instructive one given from creation where we see God resting on the seventh day. The danger that we can get into here is when we take this commandment and we make it out to mean more than it is. And so for a day to be set apart to be holy, I, I think there is wisdom in not working. I think there is wisdom in saying, I'm going to set aside these recreational things I typically enjoy on this day. I I would fall on a more sap, soft Sabbatarian sense where... I'm going to do all this in my power to avoid working on a Sunday because I want to have that day set apart to gather corporately with the church to worship God and to have that day just to to rest in who God is, to spend that time in worship. And so that means even around the house, I'm going to try to avoid doing work on Sunday afternoons, Sunday evenings, and just have that time of rest and relaxation and delighting in God and in who he is in a different manner than I get to throughout the rest of the week. But I, I wouldn't go so far as to say you're sinning if you do partake in those activities. I, I think it, it more boils down to the heart that is behind this. And so is is our heart one of worship? Because you can have a day that's set apart and you do no work because you're lazy and you don't want to do any work. 
and this is your one chance to do that and have that excuse. Or you can have a day where you have to work to provide for your family, but you're going to set apart set it apart as holy and bring glory to God as you work for your family. And so I realize that may not be the the stance that everybody lines up on here. And, and please hear me if you are strict Sabbatarian, Mark and I, and I, I know I can speak for Mark on this because we've talked about it before. We don't think any less of you. We don't think any less of those who aren't strict Sabbatarian. Uh, we we think this falls into again that wisdom category. And so there's wisdom to be pulled from this commandment. There's wisdom to be followed. And we see Christ bringing that in, in, in the gospels as he interprets this for us. And so there, there is no condemnation for those who would say, no, you can't do anything but sit around and read the Psalms on Sunday to those who have to work on Sunday, no condemnation, just a a plea for where's your heart? Why are you doing these things? Are you setting this day apart out of a self-righteous desire to make yourself feel better to make yourself feel like a super Christian because you're doing the good Sabbath thing or are we actually doing this to bring glory to God to set this day apart as holy to have it be different from the rest of the week a, a day separated out where even more of our attention is focused around and centered around God so I want to go to Luke Luke let's start in 13 really quick here so in in Luke 13 and in 14 we find two very similar stories and so in in Luke 13 we find a woman who had been disabled for 18 years bent over could not fully straighten herself and it's picking up in verse 12 it says when Jesus saw her so this is Luke 13:12 when Jesus saw her he called over to her and said woman you are freed from your disability and he laid his hands on her and immediately she was made straight and she glorified God but the ruler of the synagogue was indignant because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath and said to the people, There are six days in which work ought to be done. Come on those days and be healed, and not on the Sabbath day. Then the Lord answered him, You hypocrites! Does not each of you on the Sabbath untie his ox or his donkey from the manger, and lead it away to water it? And ought not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan bound for eighteen years, be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath day? And as he said these things, all his adversaries were put to shame. And all the people rejoiced all the glorious things that were done by him. And so here, I think we have a perfect example of that that hypocrisy, self-righteousness that can come out of a, a adding to this command, which is what the Pharisees had done. By outlawing entirely any sort of acts on the Sabbath, they had added to what God said. God didn't say, you can't do anything on the Sabbath. He said, set it apart as holy, and let that be your day of rest. And, and we see Christ saying, hey... Even you do these works of necessity. Even you take your your donkey or your ox to get water when it needs it. So why can we? Why are we denying this woman to be healed? And then a very similar thing happens again in Luke fourteen. So in Luke verse fourteen, verse fourteen, in Luke fourteen verse one, it says, "One Sabbath, when he went to dine at the house of a ruler of the Pharisees, they were watching him carefully." Which I love. That. I love the Pharisees were like always watching carefully, just waiting for Christ to slip up, and he just doesn't care. Verse 2, And behold, there was a man before them who had dropsy. And Jesus responded to the lawyers and Pharisees, saying, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath or not? But they remained silent. Then he took him and healed him and sent him away. And he said to them, Which of you, having a son or an ox that has fallen into a well on a Sabbath day, will not immediately pull him out? And they could not reply to these things. And so again, we see we see Christ at least showing that, Hey, if there's something that has to happen, you don't get to let somebody drown because it's a Sabbath day and you're not supposed to work, which seems common sense to us, but obviously didn't to the to the Pharisees. 
end, then this verse, I think, is very crucial to the topic and is, is abused a lot by non sabbatarians And that would be on in Mark 2.27 when we find Jesus and he enters the house of God, eats the consecrated bed, bread, which is lawful only for the priests, and he gave some to his disciples. And Jesus tells them, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. Therefore, the Son of the Lord is Son of Man is Lord, even of the Sabbath. And I think there's there's two big takeaways there that we get to take away, and I think there's overcorrections or or misinterpretations that people make against Sabbatarianism out of this. And so, when Christ is saying the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath, I think we get to see very clearly then this day was set apart for the benefit of man, not not an exclusion of the glory of God. Obviously, the primary purpose is the glory of God, but it also has the purpose of benefiting man because, as, as Piper would say, God is most glorified in us when we're most delighted in him, when we're most satisfied in him. Sorry, I misquoted that. And so the Sabbath day is, is for the benefit of man to find true joy in what we were wired to find true joy in, and that is in glorifying God, that is in bathing in the glory of who God is and what he's done and, and worshiping him for that. And so we see that the Sabbath was made for the benefit of man. We weren't made to benefit the Sabbath. And then we also see, therefore, the Son of Man is the Lord, even of the Sabbath. And so I think the two main draws we get to pull out of this text are the Sabbath is healthy for us. It's beneficial for us. Having a day to to set aside and come around and say, I'm just going to take this entire day to focus on glory of God and rejoicing in who he is is amazing and then it also establishes that this is a day that is about Christ and so it's for the benefit of man but it's about Christ it's about the lordship of Christ he is lord even over the Sabbath and further establishes that lordship aspect that we have in Christ and and I think both of those things kind of take away the the legalism that can accompany Sabbatarianism as well as flippancy that Sabbatarianism is approached with because I can't be legalistic if this is going to be about Christ. There's no room for self-righteousness. Even though it's for my benefit, it's also about his glory because he is the Lord over it and I get to be seeking for him instead of man-made rules. I get to be seeking for his glory in this. And so I, I can't be legalistic and I can't be doing, I can't be practicing the Sabbath sounds weird to say it that way, but I can't be practicing the Sabbath. I can't be trying to set this day aside as holy for a, a self-holiness. It, it, it has to be about God and his glory. And at the same time, I can't approach it flippantly, which is what I think people do. They see this and they go, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. And they go, oh, well, that means that we don't need the Sabbath. No, he said the Sabbath was made for man. The scripture is commanded. God would not have put this down if it was not good, if it was not healthy, if it was not beneficial. I think our interpretation of what that looks like can be flawed at times. But I don't think we get to completely chuck the Sabbath idea out the window and say, oh yeah, this doesn't matter because it it, it is good. And so there are those who would say, well, every day is my Sabbath rest in Christ now. Awesome. Awesome. But just from a practical standpoint, you have to admit that when you're at work or when you're doing recreational things on Saturdays, there are more distractions in your day that are that are pulling 
your your vision away from your eyes away from being focused on God. And so it is good and it is right to have a day to say I'm going to I'm going to have a day where I limit these distractions so that my focus can be where it needs to be. And so I I I definitely think if you're going to err to one side, you should err to the side of strict Sabbatarianism as opposed to the side of saying it just doesn't matter. As long as the the heart motive is to be fixated on God and his glory. And so, again, that's where Mark and I would fall. Like, Mark and I both still do some recreational things on Sundays. Definitely try to to make sure that those days are are first and foremost about coming together corporately with the body and worshiping God and then spending time with, with family worship. And I think that's very important that we keep those things in order. I don't think it's bad to do some recreational things. I think we can glorify God through those things as long as they're not being used as an idol. I, I, I do think that you need to be very cautious because, again, if the purpose is going to be take away distractions, that means taking away more than just work. That means taking away more than just activity. That that means replacing the object that you're giving your attention to with God. And so if we're just saying, oh, I'm going to take away work and substitute in movies, substitute in sports, substitute in video games, substitute in TV, whatever it may be, then I think we're missing the mark of this command. If we're just saying, get away with work. And again, at the same time, if we're just saying, oh, I'm going to take away all these hobbies, I'm going to take away all the work, because that's not allowed. But we're just doing that because we feel like it's something we need to do. We're not really actually spending time in fellowship with God. We're not actually spending time worshiping God. Then again, we're missing the mark. And so I, I don't know how helpful this podcast actually is for anyone trying to make up their mind on Sabbatarianism, because again, the soft Sabbatarian is a bit of a different stance to take. Um, if you guys have questions about this, again, please hit us up. Ask, ask Mark or I about it. Ask me to elaborate, because again, it is different in this medium to be able to talk about it and, and expound on it, especially without getting super preachy. So those are kind of my thoughts on it again. It's a shorter episode, so have fun with that. Our next one will come out in a couple weeks here. We are working on on getting a, a surprise guest on, which Mark and I are both very excited about and to talk about a topic we're very excited to talk about with, with this particular gentleman. And again, we appreciate you guys. Appreciate all of you who listen. Appreciate your patience. If you like the podcast, please give us a rate on iTunes, share us with friends, share us with family. I mean, even if you don't like us and you want to torture somebody, then, then share us with somebody you want to torture. Um, follow us on Facebook at Era204Podcast. Hit us up on Twitter at Era204Podcast. You can send us emails at Era204Podcast at gmail.com. Mark and I love hearing from you guys. We love it. We made a joke about there being the, the group being dead a little while back because there wasn't much conversation and Byron Timmons came to the rescue and was posting a bunch of stuff, so thank you for that. Appreciate that. Um, a little shout-out for you there. And then, yeah, just if you have questions or anything like that, or if, if you want Mark and I to expound on this maybe sometime in a live video, let us know. Be happy to communicate with it. If you have challenges off of this, like if you stand either on, on very against Sabbatarian views or you are a strict Sabbatarian, let me know. I'm always happy to to participate in good debate. 
with brothers and sisters in Christ. So, and learn from that as well. So again, appreciate you guys. We do have merchandise for sale. Feel free to, to support the podcast in that form. You can check it out at threadless.com. Look for Elf Fromey designs at threadless.com and the error 204 collection. Appreciate you guys. We will catch you all in a couple weeks here. Bye.